Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Oh, I'm happy to be with you. Today, this moment, transcending time and space. Very, very grateful. I am up in Maine still and uh, enjoying life on Deer Isle. Been doing a tremendous amount of planting, planting bulbs. I will have planted probably 900 bulbs by the time I'm done. It's been a huge load of work. But uh, I am excited to see what it brings. I love, I love working in the garden, and it's a blessing to be outside all day. It means so much to me to have that opportunity to be in nature. It's my favorite thing. So, let's pray. Let's take a breath of love and gratitude together. So grateful and so thankful to consciously attune to the highest, the most precious voice of love within us. So grateful and thankful to attune to the higher Holy Spirit self, our true identity, the mighty I am that I am. So very grateful for our wholeness and our holiness. So grateful to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented flow of love. We are consciously deciding to be that fulcrum point of healing in our family and all of our relationships. We are no longer waiting for others to go first. We are no longer playing small in our life, and in our relationships. We're opening our heart to love. We're allowing spirit to move through us and wash us clean of all resentments, all regrets, all guilt, blame, and shame. We are truly grateful and truly thankful to open our hearts to the very highest possibilities of love. We are saying yes to renewal and restoration of our Christed nature in our awareness. We are willing to recognize that we're already as holy as holy can be. And in gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone, recognizing their holiness too. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean business today. <laughs> In God business today. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm so grateful to consciously share with you. It's a beautiful blessing that we get to transcend time and space together. And our topic today is family forgiveness for the holidays, family forgiveness for the holidays. The um, conversation with Gary Renard last week, uh, just we that little bit we talked about guilt, uh, I think is, uh, it, it brought forth this topic this week because guilt is so much a part of all of our relationship challenges. And it is that... Uh, Guilt that is the unconscious guilt that is the motivation for all the negativity in our lives, for all the sense of unworthiness and all the sense of resentment and regret and blame and shame. All negativity can be traced back to that unconscious guilt. So for me, the main thing is let us heal things at the root right? So let's say you have a a poisonous tree that is bearing poisonous fruit in your life. Do you, every year when the fruit is uh, 
falling off the tree and poisoning the land, do you just pick up the fruit, the poison fruit, and throw it away? Or do you just cut that tree out by the root? Yeah, it might seem a bigger deal to cut that tree out by the root. I'm focused on trees because (laughs) there were a lot of trees down here in a recent storm. And... um, so I was just walking the, the the land here and looking at all those trees. So spirit knew what it was doing, putting my mind and attention on trees. So this is a great metaphor for us because the the wise person would dig that tree out and get all the roots and all the remnants of it. So it could never spring up again. So it could never bear poisonous fruit again. So it couldn't propagate, right? So it couldn't continue. So it couldn't bear uh, more trees, no seeds anymore, getting it to the root. So that's, that's my game, really. That's my whole thing in my classes. That's what we focus on going to the root and not being distracted by the surface. And so the surf by the surface, I mean, when you have a momentary upset, when you have a a sense of rage or frustration or irritation or sadness or shame right there, all of every single negative emotion that we feel, every form of upset is traced back to that poisonous root of unconscious guilt. So my prayer, as you've heard me say many times before, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, my prayer is to say, Holy Spirit, I place it all on the altar. I give it all to you for healing. Heal it back to the root cause so I never experience it again. And please do the same for everyone else. Whatever this upset is, heal it back to the root cause so I never experience it again. I'm done with it. I'm done with everything that's like it. I'm no longer interested in focusing on the darkness. I am a creature of love and light, and that is what I'm interested in. Love and light. The highest and best for anyone is the highest and best for everyone. I am choosing the highest and best for myself, for my loved ones, for everyone in my life, everyone on this planet. And remember, if you ever want to take one of these prayers, these affirmations that I use in the podcast that come through me, that uh, we transcribe these radio shows. You can also sign up for the email, by the way, to be notified when the transcript is posted. And also in those emails, I lay out, um, or I should say we lay out because I don't do it, Uh, My wonderful transcriber, Carrie Gilbert, does it. Um, And Glazy Perez sends the email. But um, it's the list of like the times where I talk about which things in the the email, uh, in in the podcast. So it gives you like a little table of contents. Of course, the the transcript itself has a table of contents. Um, but we have the timestamps in that email. So sometimes that's helpful if you want to know what the timestamp is. Um, and that's at livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash podcast. You can search through all the episodes. The whole archive is there. So, Healing it back to the root. This is what we can choose. Now, I also will say, if there's anything for me to look at, 
anything I need to review in order to let it go forever, please show it to me, make it plain, so I cannot mistake it. You see, a big issue that we all are working with is that we are not that interested in being truly conscious of our motivations for every decision that we make. We're walking around unconscious. That's why the guilt is unconscious. Many of us are walking around thinking we're awake, but we're actually sleepwalking, dreaming that we are awake. (laughs) Think about that for a moment. We are resisting awakening because, or we have been resisting awakening because we're not interested in fully being responsible for all of our choices. We like to put it on other people and blame them for our choices, that we're victims of circumstance, we're victims of other brothers and sisters. And therein lies the further deepening of the commitment to the unconscious guilt. So any sense of blame, any sense of resentment, any sense of trying to make others feel guilty because we don't like what they're doing, what they did, and we have resentment and we're mad at them, uh, and we think that they should have this and they should have that, all of that is actually furthering our unconscious guilt. So let's look at this because this is exactly what we do in our families. It's exactly what we do. One of the things I was talking about this recently, um, and it's coming up again, so I'm going to mention it. One of the things for me that was one of the biggest issues in my life was that I had this huge resentment for my mother that she didn't love me the way I wanted to be loved. She didn't mother me the way I wanted to be mothered. That she was a human, having a human experience, and that she wasn't some angelic, fairy, godmother, goddess figure who could understand me and love me and nurture me the way I wanted. So I resented her. And I took that resentment out on her in a myriad of ways, talking sharply to her, withholding from her, cutting her out, shutting her out. Um, And she would let me do it. I know on her side, she was just giving me space. And she also didn't know what to do or how to handle it because her mother was not the ideal mother. So she didn't have that ideal mothering experience. And she had a great fear of not being a good mother. And so because she was focused on not being a good mother, what was her experience? Not that she wasn't a good mother, but she experienced herself as not being a good mother. My mother gave me so much. I see that now. And I, and I saw it when I was growing up, but I still had all this conflict. And the biggest conflict came from she would let me sometimes yell at her, swear at her, um, be mean to her. And that made me so angry that she would let me disrespect her. So I didn't realize it probably until she was dying or she had passed away. It all kind of blends together sometimes. But at one point, I finally realized that the reason I was so mad at her, and I realized it thanks to my study of the the workbook of A Course of Miracles and employing the principles, living A Course of Miracles, I realized, oh, what this is about is 
I feel guilty. And I'm taking that guilty feeling and I'm projecting it out as anger at her that she did something wrong. But I actually feel so guilty for being mean to her. But I justified my meanness because she wasn't giving me what I want. And there is no justification for meanness. Anger is never justified. That's what it says in A Course in Miracles. Anger is never justified. My favorite lesson in the workbook is number 68, Love Holds No Grievances. And in paragraph 3, this is the crux of it right here, it is as sure that those who hold grievances will suffer guilt as it is certain that those who forgive will find peace. It is as sure that those who hold grievances will forget who they are, as it is certain that those who forgive will remember. So if we're feeling guilty, if we are holding on to resentments and grievances and grudges, we've forgotten who we are. We won't recognize our brothers and sisters either. And what they are doing or not doing and our projection upon them, all of that upset that's generated from it is to help us realize what the truth is. Every upset that we experience, no matter how tiny, is a spark to help us recognize that our life is the life of God and we're choosing something else. We're choosing an illusion of discord and disharmony and upset and blame and shame and darkness. Every little upset is a, a little point that our mighty I am presence, that Holy Spirit presence, that higher self is using to show us I could choose peace instead of this. But I could choose peace instead of this is not just some platitude. It's not just some affirmation. It's actually an invitation. It's an instruction We must actually choose peace, not just say, I can choose peace instead of this. This is how inside our family relationships and all of our relationships, we can liberate not just ourselves, but everyone around us. And then they'll spread it to others and others and others. There's no mistake about anything in our relationships. So let's look at this deeply today, really deeply. So I'm going to take us to the introduction to the manual for teachers. If you're new to A Course in Miracles, what I share is, and I mentioned this, I believe, last week, uh, I, I invite people to start with Gary Renard's book, Disappearance of the Universe, and then go next to the manual for teachers or the clarification of terms and then into the workbook. Many people uh, don't really get to the text. I love the text, as you know. (laughs) I mostly focus on the text. It's so rich, but I do love the manual for teachers too. So here in the introduction, paragraph three, the curriculum you set up is therefore determined exclusively by what you think you are and what you believe the relationship of others is to you. In the formal teaching situation, these questions may be totally unrelated to what you think you are teaching. Yet it is impossible not to use the content of any situation on behalf of what you really teach and therefore really learn. So, uh, the curriculum you set up 
We set up this curriculum. So Course in Miracles says to us, the script is already written. We wrote it. We set up the curriculum. We all have a unique curriculum, a unique script that is perfectly designed for us. This is the message of A Course in Miracles. Therefore, none of it can be wrong. It can be wrong-minded, but not wrong. And that's why everything works together for our good. Because in the script, I perceive it as multi-layered and tiered, like a video game. You can go this way. You can go that way. You can choose to bite your tongue and to choose peace instead of saying, Oh, yeah, well, just, you know, whatever mean thing we might say. When I was younger and I fought so much with my parents and in my teens and then in my 20s and and I fought so much with my brother and I fought so much with everybody all around me, my friends included. I don't have fights with friends anymore. Slight disagreements, misunderstandings. Someone's having a challenging moment. I'm having a challenging moment. But not arguments. We're not this kindness. There's love, a foundation of love in all of my relationships now. Because I changed the way I relate to the world. So I realized that I had set up this curriculum And so if I don't like the curriculum, I need to talk to the Holy Spirit and get help finding new aspects of the script. New aspects of the script with more joy, more love, more peace, more harmony, more wisdom, more clarity, more freedom. And I can. I absolutely can. I just need to be willing. So this is the thing that I'd most like to share with you today is to make a commitment to go to your holiday gatherings to any time you're with your family. And of course, many of you live with your family. I don't live with my family uh, much of the time, some of the time. And in that living with your family or visiting your family, decide you are the one who's going to choose forgiveness first. You are the one who's going to take responsibility for things as they are. You are going to be that fulcrum point, that dynamic point upon which the love is revealed. So rather than giving as good as you get, giving love. Turning the other cheek. This is what Jesus meant about turning the other cheek. It's if someone treats you badly. Like I had an experience years ago where my dad was upset with me. He was upset with me because I had gotten upset and withdrawn the night before. And he I I had thrown this dinner party for him and his friends and our family. And I had gotten just triggered by someone there and he and what was going on but of course it was the trigger was in me so I just kind of went down deep and got quiet and I cooked the dinner I did everything and but I wasn't the life of the party and he was mad at me and so uh, the next morning he came to me and he said you know I really didn't appreciate you acting like that last night. And I said, Dad, I totally understand. I really do. And I got really triggered. And so the best way I could handle it with all these people in the house was just to move forward and do the dinner and do everything. And I was doing the best I could. And if it ever happens again that you see that I'm upset and I'm withdrawing or I'm not handling it well, Just come to me and say, I see something's bothering you. Can I help you? Can I help you? Would you be willing to do that if it ever happens again, Dad? And he said, 
yeah, yeah, I could definitely do that. And you see what happened in that moment was I, I didn't make him wrong for being upset. I asked for help and love and support. And I showed him how to approach me if it ever happened again so that it wouldn't ever happen again. I have, you know, I'm having a human experience and my dad didn't appreciate I was having a human experience, but he also was self-centered in that moment, as we mostly are, but I didn't make him wrong for it. All right, more to share. It's time for me to take a break. Gosh, it goes so fast. I'll, I'll pick this up on the other side of the break. So, you know what? I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I love A Course of Miracles. This is A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are living the love, we are walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. <laughs> I was sharing before the break about my experience with my dad when he got PO'd at me. Uh, and... That's the perfect way to express it, PO'd at me, pissed off at me, because I did something he didn't like. And I had a cry for love. He did not perceive the cry for love. Instead, he took the perspective of, you're not doing what I want. You're not doing what I need. My needs and wants supersede your cry for love. And don't we do that all the time? Don't we do that all the time? And we do it with the people we say we love the most. Uh, I see parents do it with children who are not behaving the way parents want. Uh, I see it with sweethearts and friends and co-workers in all of our relationships that we blame others for what we don't like. I remember once working with a teenage uh, girl and she was really, really deeply hurt that her uh, best friend since she was a little girl uh, was ignoring her at school, that she'd found a new clique of friends who was cooler than her and so she wasn't hanging out with her anymore. And this precious girl was really hurt by it. But she wasn't acknowledging her hurt. She was really in the anger, right? So underneath the anger is always fear, fear of loss, fear of rewounding, fearing of being hurt again, fearing that we'll never heal ever. And then underneath that fear is the actual wound, and the wound itself is virtually always a belief in our unworthiness. It's a wound that's self-created. Yeah. If you really look at it deeply, this is what you'll find. And it's really worthwhile looking at it deeply because then we can, like with a, a wound in the body, if you just ignore it, it's not going to get cleared up. It's going to become infected and then it's it could kill you. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the truth with our woundings too, our emotional woundings. And by the way, that's why this fall I've got a couple of classes coming up. I've got a free forgiveness class uh, this Sunday, uh, November 10th. And it is, 
totally free. You can go to jenniferhadley.com. It's called Forgive Me, Here Come the Holidays. Or as I like to say it, F Me, Here Come the Holidays. So look for that. F Me, Here Come the Holidays. And um, it's also in the newsletter I send if you if you get my newsletter. And uh, that'll be coming out today. And uh, then I'm doing a three-part forgiveness class, a paid class called Forgiven Be Free. And it's going to be uh, in the middle of November. It's uh, Thursday, Friday, uh, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Boom, 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 boom. And we've got lots of follow-up and support to help you really dig in and do this self-forgiveness work now. And then in December, I'm going to do a three-part class on undoing the unworthiness. So in undoing the unworthiness, a key part of it is the forgiveness work, you see, the self-forgiveness work. So when uh, I was working with this teenage girl, she she was in her wound, but she and she what but she wasn't dealing with the fear and the wound. She was just angry. So anger is like a protection. Sometimes I describe it as a cough. It's a symptom of a bigger issue, like a cough is or sneezing is. It's a, these are symptoms of bigger issues. Uh, and the anger is the symptom that we feel very tender. We feel extremely uh, vulnerable. And we can't bear it. So the anger is to protect us. And the anger is also like a symptom, a sneeze or a cough, is to alert us to the bigger issue, the root cause of it. So again, I like to deal with the root causes of things. So when I was working with this precious being, this teenage girl, about 13 years old, I helped her to see that, yes, there was this anger on the surface because she wanted to go to her friend and say, you know what, we're not friends anymore because what have you done for me lately? Nothing. You are a so-and-so and a this and that and, you know, F you and she really wanted to go down that road. So said the ego in her heart. That's not what she wanted. So I, I, I helped her. I said, so what are you so angry about? So she told me what she was angry about. And then I said, so it sounds like maybe there's some fear here. What are you afraid of? So she could say, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my friend forever. I'm afraid we're not going to have that special relationship anymore. I'm afraid that, um, you know, and if she had all these fears about, um, finding new friends and what did it say about her that her friend just dropped her after all these years and closeness. So underneath the fear, I helped her to see that there was actually a worthiness issue. That she was being tapped into this idea that maybe she's not good enough for her friend. That's why her friend is seeking new friends, other friends, better friends. And so that wound of not feeling good enough was the real cause of the fear and the anger. And that's true for us in all of our family relationships. So in my experience with my father, because I had been doing my inner work and I felt good about myself and I felt worthy of love and I did not feel ashamed and bad and wrong. I did not lash out at him. I understood. I had compassion. Because I have compassion for myself now, after many years of, of working on it, I have compassion for myself now. And I, I, yeah, I got triggered, and I managed it the best I could. I didn't blame other people for it. I didn't um, make anyone wrong, or snap at anyone, or yell at anyone I didn't do anything like that. I didn't make a scene. I just put myself to the sideline of the whole evening, but I executed the meal, cooked the dinner, entertained everybody. But I wasn't the happy camper that I normally am, and that's why my dad was so upset. 
because he really wanted me to shine like that. And I understood that. I had compassion for that. And I just wasn't able to in the moment. I wasn't able to fake it in the moment. Now, to me, this whole experience of saying to my dad, here's what actually happened. I got triggered. I got overwhelmed. I did the best I could. And in the past, in the future, if you ever see me having an experience like that again, can you come to me and ask me, can I help you? You see, then again, I think it's so important. I'm not making him wrong. And that's what I said to this teenage girl. I said, what if you went to your friend and you just told her how you really felt? Instead of throwing all that anger on her, just say to her, you know, you're really important to me. This relationship and the closeness that we've had for most of our lives is so precious to me. I don't want to lose it. What's going on? What can you tell me about how you're feeling? I said, you know, if you went to her and you didn't blame her and you didn't make her wrong and you didn't attack her, maybe she could come to you in her heart and tell you what's really going on. Maybe she can't. But the only chance you have of getting what you'd really like is by being that friend of hers who she does really love and reminding her of that. But if you make her wrong and you attack her, you are going to push her away. And maybe that's what you'd really like. Maybe that's what you'd really like is to push her away and just make her the problem. But deep in your heart, that's not what you believe. So if you'd like to have a healing, there's a healing opportunity here. Now, what I I didn't do with her and I didn't do with my father was I didn't go into the whole deep unworthiness thing because it wasn't it, it wasn't appropriate at those times. And you have to know when someone is open to it and when they're not. And how you know is they're in an active dialogue with you. And they're asking you questions about what you think and feel, and they're not in defensive mode. Okay, so with my father, we had a long talk that morning. We had about an hour long talk, and and it was very deep and personal and intimate and loving, and we ended up in a really great place. But we could never have done that if I had blamed him for... Uh, his anger and made him wrong for it. Instead, I had compassion for it. I had understanding for it. And I needed to model that for my father so that he could in turn give it back to me. So this is the teaching of A Course in Miracles that is to have, give all to all. So if you'd like to have compassion, give all compassion to all people, all of the time, to the best of your ability. Nobody's expecting perfection. I um, uh, I used to fight like cats and dogs with my brother, and we don't do that anymore. But now and then, uh, we do get triggered. Particularly my brother will get triggered from time to time. And he'll blame me for something or yell at me or take offense at something I've I've done Uh, When he has done the exact same thing to me, it didn't bother me at all, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. And, and then he'll come back and apologize and he'll say, I'm sorry. I really overreacted. And, um, sometimes I'm, I, I've overreacted and we say the same thing to each other. We're like, it's life, it's relationships. This is a life with people. So not holding a grudge, not holding a grievance. And that's such a good way to go. Not to expect perfection from our loved ones, but to see their perfection. Rather than expecting perfection from our loved ones, let us see their perfection. Let us know that it's there, even if we can't feel it or see it in the moment. That's how we rise above the battleground. 
One of the most wonderful testimonials I've ever had in Masterful Living was very private. So um, I I, uh, am going to change up the details here just to protect the privacy of the person. But essentially, uh, and it's not private for any reason I can think of except I, I don't have permission to, to, to put it on my website as a testimonial um, that I remember. But anyway, it was wonderful that um, uh, this man had um, been a- a- alone for many years and not had uh, contact with relations, cousins and uncles and aunts and people like that. He basically didn't like any of them. And thought they were all idiots and jerks and morons and, you know, he who needs them anymore. But in Masterful Living, he had been doing all this forgiveness work, tremendous amount of self-forgiveness work, and really making progress. And he got invited to have Christmas with family. And he said he hadn't done that in years. He had vowed he'd never do it again. But he decided that God had given him an opening here to reconnect with his family. So he made a trip and he decided to do it so that he was only going to be there, like get there on Christmas Eve, leave the day after Christmas, staying at a hotel, not at somebody's house, you know, really making sure he had strong boundaries. Well, he got there and he was a different person than he'd been with his family in the past. And so now he was practicing what we practice in Masterful Living is, which is, let me go first. Let me go first. It's saying, no, no, I I was the one who, uh, please forgive me. Uh, I, I got annoyed for a moment. Sorry, I snapped at you. You know, let me be the one who goes first and says, um, hey, would you like some help with that? Or someone's struggling, uh, and you can see they're acting, well, we could call it like a jerk. There are no jerks, but sometimes people act like jerks, right? So I know, and I believe me, I've done the research, I've acted like a jerk a billion times. So <laughs> just to ask my family. Anyway, way beyond a jerk, I've acted. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's good to remember to laugh. So, um, so to be able to say to someone when they're acting like a jerk that they're overwhelmed, like uh, I was talking about with my father, to say, um, "Hey, I, I, you know, hey, can I help you?" I mean, it's going to be very specific. Ask the Holy Spirit, "What do I say here? What What do I do now?" And and don't assume that you know. See, because sometimes you get surprised because sometimes it might. The perfect jerk interruption thing might be to say, hey, what, what did you think of the World Series this year? Were, I, are you a fan of that team? I, I, was, I couldn't remember what, what uh, or you know, in, in, for a different person it might be, um, boy, I remember Aunt Betty's pies. Do you remember Aunt Betty's pies? I was thinking about that. Gosh, I would love, I would, what I wouldn't give to have one more of those pies and the opportunity to give Aunt Betty a big hug for all the wonderful pies. You you know, it's going to be different in the moment. So I, I, I don't get that there's like the perfect interrupter of the, the upset pattern that somebody else is going through. But another one is just to say, um, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's rough. It's rough. I get it, man. I get it. I can't say I know how you feel exactly, but I've had some rough times too. So, because sometimes people say, I know how you feel, and um, it, they they don't. They really don't. That that can be so egotistical. It's not meant that way, but it, it's heard by the other person's ego lens that way. And um, by the way, speaking of the holidays and the ego lens and and people saying, uh, um, I know how you feel, we are, uh, the Power of Love Ministry is supporting a healing 
grief, a grief support class. And uh, that is coming right up here in November. So you can get all those details at uh, jenniferhadley.com on the events page. And also check out Facebook because we have a Living a Course in Miracles Facebook group. And we have uh, a Course in Miracles ACIM Angels Facebook group. We have a Course in Miracles podcast Facebook group. So there's lots of Facebook groups. So we try to spread everything out around there. And if you ever have a topic that you'd like me to do for the radio show, put it on the uh, Course in Miracles podcast Facebook group. I'd love to know it. Or you can email it to me at um, admin at jenniferhadley.com. A-D-M-I-N, admin at jenniferhadley.com. I love to get topic suggestions. So uh, that grief class is coming up, and one of the things that gets stirred up in terms of family emotion and family forgiveness at this time of year, the holidays, uh, is a lot of people pass away at the end of the year and a lot of people have passed away at the end of the year and it all gets mixed into Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and how we feel about those holidays and then it also becomes I know it you know for me it it was that way with my mom when she passed away this is the last Thanksgiving with my mom this is the last Christmas this is the last New Year's this is the last Valentine's Day and then the next year it came around oh uh, this is the first Thanksgiving without her this is the first Easter without her the first everything without her and so it all gets stirred up, which is for our healing. Everything works together for good, and there are no exceptions. But at these times, people sometimes say, I know how you feel. And many times they really don't. They think, oh, you feel sad. Well, it may be far more complicated than that. You might feel tremendously guilty. Many people who carry a lot of upset in their grief, there's a lot of guilt in there. A tremendous amount of guilt in there. And so it's so valuable to get real support with grief and do the self-forgiveness work. Okay, I want to get us back to some Course in Miracles quotes here because this is good juicy stuff and I've got some time left. So in uh, the Manual for Teachers and now in uh, Chapter 2, which is Who Are Their Pupils? So it's talking about, um, this is Paragraph 5, when pupil and teacher come together, a teaching-learning situation begins. For the teacher is not really the one who does the teaching. Aha, that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm a professional teacher, so I can be taught Let me tell you, God's teacher speaks to any two who join together for learning purposes. The relationship is holy because of that purpose, and God has promised to send his spirit into any holy relationship. So this is important for us to realize that Every relationship that we have, the other person is our teacher. And not to reject the teacher because the teacher isn't showing up the way that we would like. If we don't like the way the teacher is showing up, we're not willing to learn the lesson. And so if we reject that teacher, we're probably just going to go out and invest all that time and energy plus more to create the same kind of a teaching situation so that's why I say don't give up on any relationship give it up to the Holy Spirit so let's make all of our relationships holy so this is one of the things that I've done is I've asked the Holy Spirit to make all of my relationships holy holy. Okay, now I'm going to jump to chapter 9 in uh, the Manual for Teachers. And in the first paragraph here at the bottom of it, it says, relationships in particular must be properly perceived and 
all dark cornerstones of unforgiveness removed. Otherwise, the old thought system still has a basis for return. It's That's, again, healing it to the root. So this chapter 9 is entitled, Are Changes Required in the Life Situation of God's Teachers? And it starts off with changes are required in the minds of God's teachers. This may or may not involve changes in the external situation. Remember, that no one is where he is by accident, and chance plays no part in God's plan, it is most unlikely that changes in attitudes would not be the first step in the newly made teacher of God's training. There is, however, no set pattern, since training is always highly individualized. There are those who are called upon to change their life situation almost immediately, But these are generally special cases. By far the majority are given a slowly evolving training program in which as many previous mistakes as possible are corrected. Relationships in particular must be properly perceived and all dark cornerstones of unforgiveness removed. Otherwise, the old thought system still has a basis for return. So this is why forgiveness is our best tool, and it has to really be self-forgiveness. So that's why I'm doing this free class on Sunday, F me, here come the holidays. That's why I'm doing the three-part Forgive and Be Free class, and all of these things right now so that we can really be that fulcrum point of healing in our family. And oh my gosh, my time is up. How does this happen? I want to mention we've got discount tickets for a Course in Miracles conference next year. And also I'd like to say thank you to all those who are grateful for this podcast and who contribute to make it possible. God bless you. Oh, my Lord, let me pray. I am so grateful and thankful to speak this word of prayer for all of us and our families. I call for healing for all. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.